Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is that I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this uh, Monday, January 31st. January is done. Been a uh, interesting one for Hernan the Man and the Edmonton Oilers and all their fans. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260. Hit me up on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers as your Edmonton Oilers fall by the score of 3-2 in overtime to the Ottawa Senators. That's two straight losses to the Sens. We'll break it all down. We'll get to the good. We'll get to the bad. And we'll hear from Dave Tippett post-game from uh, good old Ottawa as they travel now to Washington to get set to play the Caps on Wednesday. Caps are in action tomorrow as they play the Penguins. So that game should be fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks for making Lockdown Oilers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And let's get to this game tonight. Boy, where do we start? As the Oilers do pick up a point, so, hey, five points in five straight. I know you're going to be like, Hernan, shut up. We don't care. Win the damn game. Uh, they now sit fifth in the Pacific. They're tied with San Jose, but they have four games in hand. 47 points at 22-16-3. And, and win with, with the win, Ottawa remains seventh in the Atlantic at 32 points, 14-21-4. and four. Your goal scorer is Connor McDavid on a half clap or whatever you want to call it uh, late in that, not late, sorry, just 45 seconds after Shabbat made a one, nothing. Uh, Connor made David assist to Bouchard who made a, it, that was a great, great pass, a great vision to, to catch him there down the wing. So good on Evan Bouchard on that, but Connor made with his 22nd on the night. Uh, Nick Paul will make it two, one on the power play uh, in the second period late. And you'd go into the third uh, down two, one. And then Darnell Nurse on an absolute wonderful play. Wow. Hyman to Derek Ryan, who finds Nurse streaking in. And I, I initially, I thought Nurse had missed it, which was pretty funny. But no, he went, uh, he put it upstairs, and it was a tie game. That came just uh, seven minutes into the uh, third period. Nothing doing after that. In overtime, we all know what happened. Stutzel, we're going to break it all down. Trust me. Uh, what happened on that OT goal? Uh, some of the... I guess the funny part to this game, we got a scrap. Good old Willie Lagason with Tim Stutzel. <laughs> Some people giving the Willie Lagason a hard time. Uh, they got tied up behind the net, and Stutzel throws about three, four punches with his gloves on and then drops them. What's Willie Lagason supposed to do? Just stand there and, and get fed punches by Stutzel? Who cares if he's a star player? Well, he's not a star player yet, but he's a talented one. Like, get out of here with that. Good little scrap. He got cut. Stutzel did, but Legison did what he had to do. So uh, for me, it was perfectly okay what happened there. And it was, hey, Stutzel wasn't complaining about it. He wanted to throw down. He started it. He started it. Uh, let's get to the uh, the stats of the game. 
Oilers outshot the Sens 39-31. to uh, Face-off, Senators uh, took that 52% for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Special teams, and this is where it's not good. Oilers 0-3 for on the power play, 1-2 for on the PK. Uh, hits 41-35 to for the Senators. Kachuk had a big one in that game. Uh, blocks 15-13 for the Senators and giveaways 12-7 to for the Senators. Ice time, of course, Connor McDavid led 25-13, followed by Dreisaitl at 24. No other forward was over 20. Nuge was close. He was at 19-30. Your lowest uh, was Devin Shore at 7-54. I thought he was playing well, but uh, we'll get to the shortened bench. And I think he was just... He just got caught because two other guys were benched and there was just rolling with three lines. I think that's the only reason he sat out, not because of his play. Uh, defensively, your leader is Darnell Nurse, as he always is at 28-26. Bouchard, uh, not too far behind at 26-44. Again, overtime, a big uh, big reason why the, the ice times are so high. And your lowest was Willie Legs. Did take a uh, fighting major, probably t- took a few minutes off his ice time, but he was at 8-31. He's usually the lowest. It's not close. And Chris Russell at 10.24. Mikko Koskinen, 28 saves on the night for a 9.03 save percentage. And the Edmonton Oilers, at least, at least they get a point in this one. Good and the bad is coming up. What did you think of the game? I, I know we just did the um, TSN 1260 post-game show with Tommy Gazzola and Matt Cassian. And a lot of people are upset. <laughs> a lot of people are upset at Nurse for, for uh, overtime for Mikko Koskinen. A lot of people are upset just at the overall team. Uh, Cassian taking a lot of heat. Jesse Pugliarvi taking a lot of heat. Um, it seemed like those four players were were the uh, main targets tonight for Edmonton Oilers fans. And just the overall play against lulls in this game. The Oilers can seem to grab momentum, can seem to grab the game when it's tied. And I think that's the frustrating part for Edmonton Oilers fans. On the positive, though, hey, point in five straight. You're going to finish off these games here. Uh, this stretch on Wednesday against the Washington Capitals, that will be a 5 o'clock start. And then you're not back to the following Tuesday when you're home to another very, very good team, Vegas Golden Knights. And I am intrigued by Wednesday's game. I truly want to see what this Oilers team is made of. I truly do against a very elite team in the league. They have it all. They can they can out-hit you. They can out-score you. They can out-pass you. They can out-goaltend you, out-coach you. Every, everything uh, that you can think of Washington has. So it's a good test for the Edmonton Oilers. All right, coming up next, we will get to the good and bad. And in the third segment, we'll hear from head coach Dave Tippett. You're listening to the Locked On Oilers podcast post-game edition with Hernan Salas. It's the New Year's. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. 
Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, we're breaking down the Oilers 3-2 overtime loss to the Ottawa Senators. Now, a lot of fans are not too happy right now. We just did the, the post-game show on TSN, and uh, people are pretty fired up. Again, now asking to fire Dave Tippett and get rid of Kenny Holland. <laughs> so That's a one loss does. Uh, everything's back to normal here in the city of, uh, well, I don't know if we should be called the city of champions. Well, you know, whatever. The city of Edmonton. Let's get to the good on the game. Uh, they got one point. Hey, it's better than zero points. So I'll take it any day here. You want it to, especially against a team that you should be, you should get wins over. So, but you have to give credit to Ottawa. They play a feisty game. They usually don't get all work and they did not tonight. And uh, Matt Murray was good. Give him credit as well. He was really good in this one. Uh, McDavid scored and for me was the best forward on the ice. Uh, stopped on a breakaway, but he was active. He was Looking like his old self, he was he was getting the puck uh, with speed. He was driving. He was setting up. He set up Kane in the first very good opportunity. Kane just missed uh, the net, and then I know JP had a good look too in the slot. And uh, these guys got to stop start finishing. So that was for me, McDavid, one of his better games as of late. Uh, good moments for Derek Ryan. He just a great setup for Darnell Nurse off the feed from Hyman as well. Thought McLeod, this kid just keeps getting better. I like how he's skating. He's getting in on the forecheck. He's uh, creating a ruckus out there. So I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Ryan McLeod. And the fourth line I thought was good to start the game, uh, even into the second period. And you know why they were good? Because they hustle. They work their butts off. So for me, that line was good good uh, they did get split up after but I, I like what i saw from the three four five shifts that i was paying attention to uh when they were out there they 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 played all right and they um they worked their butts off miko yeah big saves he stopped the breakaway too on stutzel uh but there's two that we have to get to in the bad that it's just not good enough uh, so i'll give him credit there he did make some big saves got it to overtime sure uh evander kane keeps impressing me now he didn't have outside of that one opportunity I already talked about, uh, but he you can see what the orders are gonna have in this. He finishes checks where the orders kind of spin off a lot on those checks when they're forward checking or wherever he goes and he goes right through the player and I love that. And the defenseman must be like this guy is so annoying to play with because he doesn't he doesn't stop he just comes right through us. Oilers need more of that. Zach Cassian, pay attention. Evander Kane, love what he's bringing so far. You can tell he's still getting his legs, getting his uh, NHL. Um, legs if you want to call it but I like what I'm seeing and that's pretty much it I have for the good let me know if I missed anything uh the bad again this team just doesn't take advantage of situations early in the middle of the game I thought they were bad in the second period but they get three power plays at times where it's 1-1 I think at one point they were trailing in the third period let me double check that for you yeah they got a no, they got all three power plays. Yeah, one in the first, two in the second. But they just can't seem to to grasp it and and, and notice the urgency. People can say, well, Hernan, it's game 33 and it's Ottawa. Who cares, man? This team cannot be dropping points. Those six weeks hurt this team mightily. And they need every point they can get. Let's hope this one point doesn't come back to haunt them. But the Oilers got to... There's too many lulls in their games. And I know you're sick of me saying that, but it's true. Way too many lulls in their game. They got to find a way to just be more consistent consistent play close i know it's cliche to say play 60 minutes most teams don't play perfect 60 minutes but play close to it and the orders are not even close to that not even close to that power play off they got worse with every power play like yeah just out of sync just couldn't make a pass outworked by the the pk of the senators so it just they 
didn't look like a cohesive group out there. I don't know what's going on here. And lately, they've been hit and miss. Some games are really good. They disappear for two, three games, come back, score three in one game. So this power play's got to get going. Keep in mind, Evander Kane did see uh, first power play time uh, with the first unit. Uh, he started the first one and the second one and then was replaced by Jesse Pliarvi. In the third one, it was Hyman and Jesse Pliarvi. Uh, but Kane did get out there. But the power play was awful for me tonight. PK once again gives it up. And you got to make a play. Zach Hyman wins the draw clearly clearly Darnell Nurse you have to make a play you have to what happens you can't make a play boom back of the net again sloppy sloppy play five on five I thought dry side out is one of his worst games of the season he was a turnover machine turnover machine how many times did he turn the puck over in the neutrals like seriously and it's hard to be hard on a guy like Leon because he's so great and he does so many things well and right for the Oilers but tonight he wasn't good and let's call it how it is he looked frustrated the body language every time he went off the ice. Terrible. And I get it. You're frustrated. But man, come on. JP drove me crazy. Holy smoke. This guy could not control a puck. The puck died. Every time it went to him, it died on his stick. He can't stick handle. He can't hold it. Like, it's just... And again, he had a good opportunity in the first period. He can't, he's can't. he got to start finishing. He hasn't scored in, what, 9, 10 games? And that goes for Yamamoto. Two guys that play a lot in the top six with two of the best players in the world. You have to finish a lot more. You do. Fogel, Cassian, benched in the third. I I get it with Cassian. I didn't think Fogel was bad. I just think he liked what he had in the first, in, um, in the other lines. Because McLeod was playing well in my eyes. So he took Fogel's spot with Dreisaitl and, and uh, Jesse Bugliarvi. The first line stayed the same. And after Derek Ryan set up Nurse, Derek Ryan went with Hyman and Nuge. So I think for me, Fogel, it was just that McLeod was going a little bit better. Cassian was not good on the night. And I think Short just... <laughs> short end of the stick on that one like sorry man we're going three lines you just have to sit out um but Cassian yeah something's not right there this guy's just we keep wanting him to to be 2017 and it's just not there it's not happening and maybe he's the guy you could you take out a lineup and put someone in there that's going to hit someone and, and he had an opportunity in the second he cuts to the slot perfect for a shot and he tries to make a, a just a weird bad pass to Derek Ryan who's coming coming in on a line change like it's, he's just not feeling there's something wrong there but uh, I guess that's a good tip it notice that a couple guys weren't going boom he made the switch and I, I didn't mind that at all and the overtime shifts what the hell happened from the last couple of games quick shifts keep everybody fresh dominate win the damn game too damn long Connor McDay was out there too damn long Leon Dreisaitl too damn long Nugent Hopkins too damn, damn long Darnell Nurse too damn long. And Darnell's, Darnell Nurse taking a lot of heat for being dead tired and not being able to close on Stutzel. Fair enough. But Koskinen can't let that goal go in. You cannot. You're 6'7", bro. And people, oh, it's a great shot. It is. But he had to pick the top corner like a perfect shot. 6'7". Stand up. Face it. Face the shooter. It's frustrating. And the first goal, too. Hits his shoulder and then he hits it into his own net with the blocker. Yes, he's been good the last three games, but this is what you get from Mikko Koskinen, games like this. I, for one, didn't like the overtime goal. Yes, and I think Darnell Nurse was out there too long. So there's enough blame to go go around. Nurse, Koskinen, all the other forwards that were on there for way too long. Fair enough, but this is... And I'm not putting this all on Mikko because the others were not good 5-on-5. Five five. They were sloppy all over. Special teams let them down. That goal, man, it's just like, Mikko, what is going on there? Do you agree with my good? Do you agree with my bad? And it, it just seems like the attention to detail is not there. Like, it's like we're in February, man. Tomorrow's February 1st. How this team can still not figure out to play at least 40 minutes of good hockey. 45, 50, hell. 
How about 55? Frustrating. Frustrating that they can't grab a game against a team like Ottawa. Now, you're not going to win them all, but damn. And we will hear from the head coach. Ah, like there, there was a more bad than good tonight. And if they play like this, they're going to get bleep kicked by the Washington Capitals. All right, coming up next, more on this 3-2 loss to the Ottawa Senators. Dave Tippett, and we'll close out this post-game pod. I'm Hernan Salas, and this is the Locked On Oilers pod. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, uh, let's quickly look around at the out-of-town scoreboard. 8-4, Florida defeats Columbus. Ryan Hart with uh, a hat-trick. That line with Marchment, and um, I can't remember the other gentleman's name, but they crushed it. I think that line combined for like 15, 16 points. Just unreal. That team can score, baby. Uh, Detroit beats Anaheim 2-1 to in overtime. So I guess that's sort of good news for the Edmontoners. I'm sure Anaheim's pretty happy uh, with the point as well. And Jordan Osterley, a former Edmonton owner, gets the OT winner. Vancouver picks up another two points, beating Chicago 3-1. to And Toronto comes back to beat New Jersey. Austin Matthews hat-trick in that one by a score of 6 Two four. I promise you, the head coach. And here uh, we'll listen to some clips. So here's the the, the man in charge, Dave Tippett, on his team's uh, effort in the three two OT loss. Didn't didn't finish. Yeah, didn't finish. Had some opportunities that you gotta. This league, first one to three, usually can win. We didn't get the three. They did. That's a big part of it, right there. They force you. They make you work, and they make you play fast. They make you execute on with. You know, under pressure. So you need people to make plays under pressure. I mean, yeah, you had a lot of opportunities. And you have to buckle down and score those. But you turned the puck over a lot. You were sloppy. The passing was off. Special teams was off. Like, your team wasn't ready. Call it how it is, man. If you can't make passes, and if you're sloppy, it's because maybe you don't have the practice time. Sure, whatever. But you got to be better. Better prepared in my eyes. His power play stunk it out tonight. They got worse as the night went on. Here's the head coach on the power play. Doesn't look like we're shooting enough for starters. And we do shoot. We miss the net a lot. One last one here from Dave Tippett. Uh, with Evander Kane, now you got a good mix. Now now you can. You have the luxury of sitting a guy out like they did with Cassie and Fogel. If someone's not going and someone's going hot and you can put him in to your top six or top nine or whatever. Uh, you, can, you can mix it up pretty good. But uh, Here's Dave Tippett on just what we saw a bit of in the second and the changes in the third to his lines. Getting in a game like that, you're just trying to find something that might work. You got, you like what some players are doing. Maybe some guys aren't having a, a, as good a game as as you think, and you're just changing the chemistry a little bit. Some here, we needed some players to make some plays. Derek Ryan jumped up there and made a great play. He get us back in the game. So you're just, you know, every game is different. You're just looking for different different elements every time you kind of tinker like that. When you're down, you're you're you got to find a way to get back in the game. Right, that was the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Dave Tippett. Uh, despite the uh, sloppiness of the Edmonton Oilers uh, tonight, uh, there was yeah, McDavid looked good. I thought Darnell Nurse at times had good moments in this game. Scored a beauty on a beauty setup uh, started by Hyman to Ryan to Nurse. You had the Willie Lagason fight, which was pretty fun <laughs> with Tim Stutzel of all people. Uh, the Oilers did have good looks. They did have good chances. I agree with the coach, but these guys got to start buckling down. For me, JP and Yamo, Yamo playing a lot better than JP right now in my eyes. I think long-term JP might be the better offensive player, but both guys play a lot with Dreisaitl and McDavid. You got to just start. You got to buckle down and start scoring. I'm not going to be too harsh on Fogel because 
He's not a goal scorer. Zach Cassian, MIA again. There might be a shift there. There might be someone coming in. For, I Will he bench a guy, a veteran guy that makes quite a bit of money? Like, I feel like the Oilers sometimes look at that and say, how can we sit him out? Like, for me, I'd be sitting Zach Cass. I'm okay with Ryan for now. He's he's come on as of late. He's playing a lot better. Uh, I have no issues with Shore. Cloud's playing well. He might get a bump here. But everybody else, just you need a little bit better. You need a little bit more of a consistent effort, play the right way. We had Strudwick on with the lowdown, and he goes, and he just said, like, right now what this team needs is stability with the lines, and I agree. And I don't mind the lines. Go with the same lineup if you want. I mean, the only guy I'd probably consider taking out is Zach Cassian. Stability with the lines, though, and just playing the right way. And I feel like they would just play the right way for shifts or for a period or for a stretch of eight, nine minutes, and then they completely fall off. It's like they completely forget. Like today, to not... Be able to make a pass, regardless if it's Ottawa or if it's the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, how are you not ready? How are you not sharp? You're like, that boggles my mind. Like, the best teams, yeah, they have nights off, but not as often as the Oilers do, sometimes within the same game. Sometimes they're brilliant and then they completely fall off. So, I think that's what frustrates me the most with this team is that it's February 1st tomorrow, and this team's still attention to detail, playing a full 60 minutes. It's, it's still, for me, so far away. And I don't know how that happened. And Dave Tippett again, we have a good group. Yes, we know you have good players, you have great players, but it's, it's, there's something wrong there because you guys can't seem to put it together for a whole game. Hernan, they won four straight. Yes, I know that. I know they won. And kudos to them, okay? You beat Calgary, they came back. That was a fun game. Always fun when you beat the Flames. You beat the Canucks in overtime. Yes, good. Vancouver's playing a lot better. I don't think they're a crappy team. So that was a good win. Predators, for me, the biggest one. Predators are a good team. Physical. You get it to a shootout and you win. You beat up on a Montreal Canadiens team that, holy smoke, they're terrible because they have so many guys out. They're playing their 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 third and fourth stringers. I get it. You won 7-2. So all the credit in the world to the Oilers for winning four straight. But if you look at all those games, the Oilers had lulls in them. The Oilers struggled at parts in those games. And I just want to see the Oilers play a complete game. And they're going to need it on Wednesday. That's all I'm saying. On the positive, Dreisaitl outside of tonight. But you know what I'm saying. The last four games, he's getting his points. He's finding his groove outside of tonight. David, I thought his best game in a while tonight. Goes all over the ice. Got the goal. I thought he played well. I like what I'm seeing from McLeod. I like what I'm seeing from Kane. Defensively, I, I think I think they'll be all right. I mean, it's not the sexiest group, but they can hold their own. Could you improve the back end? Yeah, I just don't see it happening because of the Oilers' cap and all that situation. And goaltending is going to have to hold here. Whoever gets to start on Wednesday is going to have to be razor sharp. Special teams needs to pick it up, especially the PK, man. PK has been god-awful lately. So let's go. I mean, on the positive, they get a point. That points in five straight games, that's... It's better than zero points. So for me, try to get two points on Wednesday, end on a high note, and you're not back till Tuesday feeling good about yourselves. But don't go in there and stick out the joint, okay? Moral victories, not going to fly in this city anymore. So we'll see what the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl can do against Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. Always is, but let's hope the Oilers can go in there, play, play a solid game throughout, and hopefully get the two points. Thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Oilers podcast. Like always, hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers. For my producer Juanito and the Locked On Oilers podcast, I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Oilers fall to the Sens in overtime by a score of 3-2. to two. Back at it on Wednesday, and uh, we'll have some fun with that one again on a post-game pod. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your morning. Stay safe, stay warm, and we'll chat tomorrow.